The year is 2017, and New Japan Pro Wrestling is the promoter of perhaps the most captivating rivalry in the king of sports. In January, on the promotion's grandest stage, franchise star Kazuchika Okada, in the midst of his fourth reign as IWGP champion, successfully defended his title against G1 winner and Bullet Club boss Kenny Omega. Their 46-minute masterpiece at Wrestle Kingdom 11 was hailed as perhaps the greatest pro wrestling match of all time. But for Omega, that praise offered little consolation. Omega's contract with New Japan expired after his defeat at the Tokyo Dome. And as the hottest free agent in wrestling, the cleaner took a little time to weigh all of his options. But in the end, the allure of IWGP Gold brought him back into the New Japan fold, with his crosshairs firmly fixed on Okada's title. In the five months since his sublime victory, Okada has defended his title three more times, and he's now handpicked Omega as his next challenger in order to face what he has called the strongest possible competition. But for Omega, receiving a rematch so quickly means the stakes are high. Just as redemption in the rematch would validate all the sweat that Omega has poured into his 17-year career, a second consecutive defeat to Okada would be utterly devastating. And if that's the case, given Okada's dominance in the division, who knows when, or even if, Omega will get another crack at the belt. It's a rematch for the ages. A 60-minute marathon nail-biter. And one of the greatest matches in the history of the sport. Today on... everyone, I'm Mike. And I'm Bo. And this is... Tope Suicida! <laughs> it's what wrestling can be. Hey Mike, welcome to your shithouse. Welcome to the shithouse, This everybody. one in particular. This is the shithouse. We're here, we're loving it, and we just had tacos that you did not care for. They were okay. Also, I don't know if they're technically tacos. They're shaped. Technically tacos is a good name for something. <laughs> I don't know what, but something. We'll think about it. We'll let it marinate for a while. Uh, yeah, there were bao buns, right? Steamed, yes. steamed bao buns. Yes, um, indeed. They were. Filled with like uh, beef and uh, jackfruit, and they were, oh, I feel like they were okay, but I think you enjoyed them more than I did. I did. I loved them. Partially because I haven't eaten since like 11.30 this morning. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe that had something to do with it. The truth. Uh, yeah, that's the real truth of why I was so hungry. When we won't, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Good. Anyway. That's way to be concise. Thank you so much. Put a nice button on it. Thank you. I'm very good at this. You're a great podcaster. Thank you so much. I love <laughs> podcasting with you. I know you do. Listen to these giggles. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, it's fun to do another show with you. What What have you been watching wrestling-wise? 
over the last week or so. Wow, so much. We had full gear, didn't we? We did. It was very fun. We and watched it. it was fun. And also, I think it bears mentioning that we were perfect. We were. We are perfect yeah. wrestling boys. Yeah, we're like uh, wrestling Nostradamus. Wrestling. Did Confucius make predictions or did he just have sayings? I think he was more just a wisdom guy. Just like, some, but not like some a wisdom. Not like a precog like. wisdom. Right. I'm, just, I'm trying to think of another like philosophizer, another another uh, predictionist, if that's a word. You're like Marty McFly, sports almanac. I'm like, yeah, I'm or like the some sports so, almanac yeah. from uh-huh. Back to the Future too. This is why we're a good team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, so what have you been watching wrestling-wise? Chris Angel Mind Freak. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the merch freak? Uh, Nick Jackson's the merch freak. I, you sent that to me. It's actually it's from Being the Elite. They actually do merch freak vignettes. vignettes I can't say it. Uh, what we've been watching was Full Gear, and then uh, the Dynamite that followed Full Gear I thought was really good. Uh, again, Jericho was the highlight of the show. Yeah. As he is basically every dynamite. 100%. For me, it's uh, really his reaction to uh, losing the big tag team championship match at the end of the episode with him. He just started throwing yeah. flotsam and debris. A, so I saw a tweet. Screaming. Of, it's it's a two gifts side by side of 1997 W- or 1998 Jericho WCW yeah. Lionheart losing his match same exact same tantrum chair against the turnbuckles <laughs> like oh so what little has changed his pecs are more collapsed now or whatever happened but uh, same tantrum same tantrum <laughs> uh, still the man of a thousand and one holds yeah Chris Jericho uh, number one in our hearts uh, I also watched uh, episode five of NWA Power yeah. Which I thought was fun. Um, I am getting a little bit irritated uh, that they keep teasing that Camille is going to speak. Yeah. Nick Aldis's valet yeah. and security kind of personnel yeah. that accompanies him to the ring. Uh, and they really said this episode Camille was going to talk. We were finally going to get to hear what Camille had to say. And we just, it just never happened. It's such a thin storyline, too, I feel. I've never, I haven't been a fan of it. It is, uh, it, it, it's, it's really, it's really belabored. Yeah, it's like, who cares? But <laughs> there, Someone is an, does. there is an update. Oh, really? Though, that was interesting. Because okay. uh, one half of the wild cards came out. Okay. Uh, while Eli Drake was talking about Camille. And uh, how he wanted his shot at Nick Aldis. And uh, the wild cards came out and told him to basically like shut his mouth and mind his business. Okay. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about Aldis and Camille. And they're like, just shut your mouth and mind your business. <laughs> so I think that they are, one of them is a boyfriend of Camille. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Which may or may not be... Sad news for Nick Aldis's heart. I don't know. If, Interesting. If he is also thinks he's they a boyfriend. They could be in like a, a like a cuckolding situation though. Yeah, it's unclear what's going on, Who's but there's the something going on. Someone's the cuck. So, mm. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, 
I mean, Lana and Rusev and Lashley are doing their infidelity story. Why really? Cuck story are they there? really? Are they yeah, really? I don't. Again, I don't watch Raw SmackDown, but I read Twitter. I'm glad that you read Twitter <laughs> so that I'm able to hear these things because otherwise, I would have no idea that they were wasting Man. Rusev on an infidelity storyline with Vince Bobby McMahon Lashley. Loves his infidelity storylines, which is a very interesting thing to love. It's real anyway, life. It's real so, life, pal. Yeah. Well, uh, what have I been watching? I've been watching uh, also Power. Yeah. Uh, but only episode four. I haven't gotten to five yet. Okay. But I loved four. It was really fun. I liked watching the uh, Colt Cabana James Storm match. It was solid. I really like Colt in the ring. Yeah. What I do you do. think about Colt? I like Colt in the ring. I like Colt on the mic. I like Colt's podcast. Colt Cabana is pro wrestling, man. Yeah. You gotta have great. him on the program. One one day. If we're lucky, yeah, well, he'll 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 come on. We're on good speaking terms, so no yeah. lawsuits or anything. Just a couple of pros, a yeah. couple of pros, podcasting pros, broadcasting, broadcasting pros. pros. <laughs> okay, so it's either so it's either broadcasting bros <laughs> with a B or podcasting pros with a P. Both work. Trodcasting does. No, Those now you've ruined now you've spoiled it. The, the, the tiny deer and no, trotting. No, it would have to be Dodcasting does. <laughs> but Dodcasting isn't a word. <laughs> it could be. Oh. What else? Okay, so what else? Uh, power uh, and then Dynamite. Everything about it. Yep. Um, we covered that exhaustingly. I think my favorite match at Full Gear, though, was Pack and. I forgot his name. This is good. I'm going to let you linger with this for Hold a little on. while. Yeah, yeah, no. Pack. Listeners, let's just sit it's with Bo Shane shit. for a minute. Hangman Adam Page. Oh, that guy. <laughs> that guy. The fucking second biggest star in the company. What's that guy's name again? Uh, it's, it's, um, ah, oh, Jesus. What is it? It's, uh, the, uh, God, what? I can't remember. It's, Listen, I'm um, an idiot, okay? Something uh, 316 says oh, I Austin, just... Uh, Austin Stephen... Is it? Uh, uh, he says jabroni all the time. <laughs> you know? Hi, I the don't, worst I don't, he, does, he was in Slim Jim commercials. I, oh, I, can't, I yeah. can't... Yeah, yeah. It's that, warrior. Got it. that one Got wrestler. It. He died tragically. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've also got uh, NXT War Games coming up. Yeah, this Saturday. Yeah. Tomorrow. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for NXT War Games? I'm very behind at NXT. Uh, I'm three weeks behind, which okay. means I'm six hours. Uh-huh. And I'm going to try to get it all in before the show on Saturday. Because I the last two, they, they had two War Games or three? Two. This is the third one, I think. And both of them prior have been excellent. I love the War Games match. I think uh, Undisputed Era it was in both of them last year and, and then the year before that. So incredibly fun to watch. The rules are kind of silly, um, but uh, it's wrestling in general. It's silly. And yeah, I just, I, I am excited about it. I have no, but again, because I'm so behind, I have no idea who's in what match, who's up in what program with whom. So uh, it'll be, uh, I would have more to well, say after watching it. has NXT. changed yeah. quite a bit. In three weeks. So you are in for a roller coaster ride, my Interesting. friend. Because in the War Games match itself, it's a women's match this year, right? Or are they having two of them? They're having two of them. I hate this. I, I, I'm i excited for both matches. I don't... I hate 
whenever uh, they're like, uh, like Hell in the Cell example, like like four out of five matches, they're just all in the cell. Just overusing of the gimmick. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not that excited for this War Games. Yeah. Because the uh, feud uh, leading up to both the men's and women's War Games match, and I agree with you about the gimmick being used too much. Yeah. That is a problem just kind of across the board. Uh, but this feud doesn't feel, either of them, does not feel worthy of war games. I was going to say that. It's almost like what Sam, we talked about this earlier when we texted. Same thing with Moxley and uh, yeah. and Kenny Omega is that they, had, they were planning, storyline-wise, to have a normal wrestling match. But then uh, Moxley got MRSA, had to, you know, be out of commission for a while and instead of moving the story further in time they just said okay well does that match never happen we'll go straight to the hardcore lights out grudge match basically uh so it's like it's not an earned story beat yeah agree agree and i think that's what we have here uh same thing with the hell in a cell every happening every year like it doesn't matter uh what's going on with who we have an event called hell in a cell so god damn it there's yeah. going to be some Hell in a Cell matches. There's going to be tons of these Hells. Yeah. Tons of these Cells. <laughs> uh, it just it seems like these things should be reserved for the most bitter and earned of rivalries so that when they are pulled out, when they are done, it feels special. Yeah. And it feels uh, like this doesn't happen all the time, you know? And so we should get excited for this. Yeah. I have no doubt that the match... Both War Games matches are probably going to be a lot of fun. There's probably going to be some violence and like yeah. people going through tables and jumping off of high stuff. And the guy and insanity when his head busted open. Oh, Alexander Wolf. That was a ton of blood. He's that in, was gnarly. He's in what's it called now, right? With uh, Imperium. Walter. Walter. Why did I forget <laughs> his name? Walter. <laughs> what's the guy that just came in uh, AEW that's with MJF now? Waldo. Wald, Wardlow, the big guy that beat up Cody this last week. MGF oh, Clunky. That's uh, Wardlow. My, uh, Ward? Low. Wardlow. <laughs> one word. Is that right? Yeah, it's one word. <laughs> they did like two two pack video packages for him. People were like, when is Wardlow showing up? And here he is. I mean, he is a big dude. He's a very big guy. He's a big dude, but... Um... I feel like... going to get a bit blue here. I feel like... When, <laughs> when, when uh, a person hasn't had an orgasm in a long time, oh, all, you, you, so we are getting blue. <laughs> they're all full up of Wardlow. <laughs> so anyway, Bo, yeah, uh. Do you have a question for me? <laughs> I do have a question for you. Now it's time to say who you really like. Who do you think is the neatest tights? Who would you pay to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler? Mike, I'm so glad you asked. I'm so excited. I'm about to pop my Wardlow. <laughs> my favorite wrestler uh thunder rosa oh cool because cool i've never heard of her yeah and i saw her in the video package of power then i saw her first match uh in episode four what's going on over there <laughs> <laughs> just try i'm trying not to both uh 
break into another coughing fit, and murder you. Okay, fair. Please keep talking about Thunder Rosa. She's brilliant. She is so shithouse. She seems very shithouse. She seems great. And uh, I just liked her little quick rough and tumble match. Good first impression. And that's why she's my first, uh, or not my first, but my wrestler of uh, this week, my favorite. Badass. Badass, great. I love the half face, face paint, the Day of the Dead kind of Mexican face paint. It's pretty badass. Uh, Yeah, I love her. Me too. Good pick. Thank you. And you? Is your, who's yours? Ooh, damn. Who is my favorite wrestler? My favorite wrestler this week is not, (laughs) is not Wardlow. I'm going to go with MJF. Yeah, he's great. MJF is my fucking favorite wrestler. Why? Because he had that tremendous, beautiful heel turn at full gear, uh, kicked Cody between the legs, and cut a fantastic promo on Dynamite explaining why he did it. He has real heat, just like Jim Cornette said. Yeah. He's totally right about that. Like a dude threw a beer at him Yeah, at full gear. That might have been a plant. Maybe. I think it's, it might have been an indie wrestler. It might have been. But those security did run over security there Security did fast. run over. So. so if that, I mean, it, that was re- that was really well. That was as well done as the barbed, as the fake barbed wire bed was clumsy yeah. and um, seemed very hokey. Yeah. Yeah. That seemed very real and authentic to me. And MJF finally kind of fulfilling his destiny as... Uh, uh, a heel that the people are going to love to hate Yeah, also feels authentic, and I'm excited for it. So he's my favorite wrestler. I'm excited to watch him finally wrestle. He's won like two matches, I think I've seen him in. Maybe yeah. two singles and like a tag. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, I'm being told he's amazing. I need to see if he's amazing. But, however, he could not be amazing, and he could still tell me he's amazing because he's the heel. He's supposed to do that. But I'd like to see more of him actually wrestle. Me too. Which I'm sure we'll get plenty of that. I hope so. I hope so, and I hope we get a really... I mean, I can't imagine that we're not going to get a program with him and Cody. Mm-hmm. And that sounds awesome to me. Yeah. My favorite match on uh, the card, uh, Full Gear, was definitely Cody versus Jericho. God, it was good. Uh, so good. Cody is... The, the only thing I don't like about Cody is... Uh, his, eye, his eye thing. He's got like a, a skin tag. He needs to, what? It distracts me every time he's talking. Like his cool promo is almost ruined because of his skin tag. What's a skin tag? It's like a little bump of skin that you can be lasered or cut off. You'll see it now that I mentioned it. Is this something? Are you are you saying that this is just <laughs> this is just like a like a mole basically like a thing that you're sure that yeah you're I'm born just, with? I'm, listen, I'm really concerned with the health of the AEW staff. You know, we talked about Tony's spine last week and now it's 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 this it's this skin tag i'm concerned about with cody what if it's cancer i don't know maybe you should write him a letter i feel like i derailed your talking point. dear mr cody i'm concerned about your facial skin who wrote this his handwriting's horrible this is written in crayon <laughs> my point is the only thing i don't like about cody is the part of his theme song after the good part of his walkout tune where it's like the oh 
Yeah. And he rises up from the below the stage. And then that part feature of the show. That part I'm not crazy about. Yeah. And that and then sort of like the font of the American Nightmare stuff. That kind of affliction T-shirt sort of vibe to it. But other than that, he's God's perfect wrestler. He's very good. Couldn't, uh, yeah, you couldn't ask for anything better. The match he had with Jericho was outstanding. He's always having one of, if not the best match on the card. Yeah. He is an awesome wrestler, and he's definitely his. He's a great face of the company. His father's son, his brother's okay, brother. Okay, about that, about yeah. that. So when he gave the promo, I've always known that Cody has a lisp. And there's a subtle lisp, you know, in his talking speech patterns. But I finally put the connection. I was like, oh, his dad had a lisp, too. Yeah. Just now. Yeah. That's all. I made that connection finally yeah. like an idiot. Yeah. Dusty's lisp was, uh, like, full grown, though. Yeah. Co- <laughs> Co- Cody's is just a, ti- like, a really tiny. It's almost like a, uh, like a, like a pump fake or something mm-hmm. with the lisp. It's not even really a lisp. It's just, like, it, it seems like part like of his. his lips part of, sit further from his teeth. Part of his mouth wants to do it yeah but it doesn't really even sound like a lisp you know you but i think it, he's putting it on i mean that would be in like some, some amazing work. method acting yeah because i does 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 oh my god here's what just went through my head i was gonna say does dustin have the list too but then i almost called him in my head i called him gold dust and then in my head i said that's not right it's gold fish and then i said hey mike do you want to hear just what went through my head and now here we are it's late <laughs> it's like eight o'clock it gets dark so early so anyway about gold dustin no cody's great he's my favorite wrestler this week and uh no he's not mjf's my favorite wrestler <laughs> I'm cody was my favorite wrestler last, last week. week right uh but he did have my favorite match on the card at full Got gear it. and i'm really looking forward to him wrestling mjf and uh that's a feud that i'm gonna really enjoy watching i hope they extend it out me too so like because i've been noticing uh, now that tvs has started dynamite started um a lot of the pay-per-view matches were all kind of like burn off matches a one and done kind of thing and i think tv is finally bringing out that ability for them to go one and two in a rubber match or whatever yeah um so i'm i'm happy that that's paying out because i want to see that story extended uh with mjf and cody instead of just being done right after one or two matches because, like, for uh, – who, who am I thinking of? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Joey attack, Joey Janela attacking Sean Spears again um, right. on Dynamite. I right. Th- I thought was great because I thought, okay, Sean won. That is over now. Or that whole feud's done because that's kind of the practice that has been happening with AEW up until now. Yeah. So I'm glad they're continuing that story, and I hope to f- see more of those long tales, long tale stories. That surprised me, too, that Joey kind of came right? out of the woodwork, and I was like, oh, shit, this isn't – this isn't over. Yeah. This isn't just an easy win for Spears and he's going to move on to something else and maybe, I don't know, change his walkout gear so it's not that <laughs> silly Assassin's Creed hood. <laughs> Good God. Well, you know what's going to happen in their next match, right? Joey's going to be like, I need you need to get on my turf and they're going to have a hardcore match. They're going to have a match <laughs> in the back of a Denny's. In Asbury Park, yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, that's about as shithouse as it could possibly get, which moves us into our next segment uh, so seamlessly that all of you should be impressed. Here it comes. It's your favorite and ours. <laughs> yes, 
Welcome back. That one's new. I haven't heard it yet to be, let's be transparent here. No, nope. I haven't heard that uh, until I edit this and I'm very excited. So this is, is it shit house or is it, is this shit house? I like, is it shit house? That's better. Um, okay. So I'll do mine first. I'm walking over here to my coat because one of my coworkers came back from Europe on a vacation and he brought a, a candy bar of sorts. And uh, I, apparently the Brits just love it. It's a uh, it's a um, a Cadbury Crunchy, multi pack bar, not for resale. It's good because he gave it to me for free. So my coworker did not sell this to me because that would be illegal. Oh yeah, I've heard of this. So we're gonna split that, and we're gonna eat it on mic. <laughs> so the listener, and we're gonna determine if it's shit house. Okay, everybody. Uh... We're going to need you to hang on for just a couple of seconds we because I'm it. going to unwrap this. Ooh, man, they hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. This is our Foley work for the episode. <laughs> I'm going to unwrap this, and then I'm going to cut it in half very precisely. So Bo is going to keep you entertained while I do that. Uh, Mike is going to bring the stuff in here, and I'm going to do color commentary for the knife cutting. Mike is currently entering the kitchen. I cannot see Michael anymore. The swing door opened. Saw Mike for a few seconds, but from what I understand, Mike is in the kitchen. I hear water. I think he's washing his hands, which is weird. We're just cutting a candy bar. I listen closely. There he is. He says he has obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> anyway... He said he just yelled it's a real condition and he's going to bring he's making a lot of noise. He's trying to rush because he doesn't like what I'm doing in here, but he's just taking his time. So listen, let's talk about Joey Janela. He is the best wrestler on the AEW roster right now. And if anyone tells you otherwise, they're foolish. They don't know what they're talking about. And that goes doubly so for Mike. Sure, he's going to cut me this candy bar and it's going to be delicious, but he doesn't see the true value of Joey the bad boy Janela. And I'm going to get Joey on this podcast and he and Mike are going to fight. They're going to fight a hardcore match with nothing but the stuff inside Mike's living room. Hello, Michael. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, you cut it. I was going <laughs> to... Aha! <laughs> you fool. Right. It has been bisected. All right, so. Cadbury Crunchy. Three. From the United Kingdom. From the UK. Is it shithouse? The bite happens now. Now. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, that's misleading. It was like a stone that I bit into it. <laughs> you know what? It's fucking good. I think it's shit house. It's fucking shit house. Because it, when you I know bit why? into it, it snapped like it was wood. <laughs> you know why? Why? Because this, as far as like a um, cavity causer, this makes a Butterfinger look like a tube of Colgate dude like <laughs> this is the sweetest milk chocolate imaginable Cadbury milk chocolate very good surrounding um 
It's like sugar honeycomb, which uh, I've only taken one bite and all of my teeth are already aching. Like, you so good. <laughs> this episode's the worst because we're eating on mic. Uh-huh. We did the Foley work. Uh-huh. And then I vamped about nothing for about two minutes. Well, not, not every episode is going to be a winner, bro. There's going to be some ones that don't work out. you got to stop what you're doing. <laughs> okay. So, yes, we that qualifies as shithouse, yeah? Mm. Good. Yeah, this is shithouse. I'm drinking some water now. You guys want to hear it? And they were canceled after their fourth episode. Why don't you guys have more guests on the show? <laughs> oh, we don't need guests ever. All right, so what do you have for me? So what I have for you is <clears throat> something that I found in the news. What I'm going to do is just play the local newscast for you. What I'm asking is, is this entire thing that I'm showing you shithouse? Not just what the event is that caused the story, but the reporting of the story, like the guy who witnessed what happened. Like, okay. is it all shithouse? Okay. And you tell me, like, which parts are the most shithouse. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. All right. Fuck. And we're going to start with this story you'll only see on Fox 6. Outrageous video from inside a Popeye's restaurant showing a oh, large shit. group of employees getting into a vicious brawl. Is it because of the chicken sandwich? While customers were inside the store, you see them there. Our Casey Why are they fighting? They're, impl- they're the teammates. I thought they were going to be fighting employee or customers for chicken sandwiches. he was in for quite the showdown when he visited Popeyes earlier this week. Once inside, he witnessed not one, not two, but three fights. Three fights. I thought it was going to be counting people for one fight. It was just out of control. What? Yeah. Who is that guy? <laughs> Who is he? Is he the filmer? <laughs> Just a random dude on the couch. Wow, it's, it's a lot of people working here. A lot of That's his first discovery. Oh, lots of people work at Popeyes. Jesus. It's like a flash mob. It can't be real, right? A violent fight breaks out. Swinging hard. Who's the manager? The guy in the orange vest? Honestly, I wasn't even going to get the chicken sandwich. You know? This was an unfortunate, isolated incident, which we take I'd hope. seriously. The dining room was closed immediately after the altercation at 9.30 p.m. As a result of this, seven employees were terminated from the company, <laughs> including the manager on duty. The orange vest guy! <laughs> you fucking idiot! Police responded to Popeyes, but no arrests were made. It is still unclear what sparked the fight in the first place. Reporting live near... Jesus, what... The world is ending. So, 
My initial thought was Popeye's fight. Yeah. Chicken sandwiches back. People are lunatics. Right. No, not the case. <laughs> they seem to have nothing to do with the chicken sandwich. No, they were just... They seem to just be employees angry with each other. Man, that's a one way to solve the issue, I guess. I want to know what they were pissed about. Oh, ours, because chicken sandwich. <laughs> I mean, it's still the sandwich. How about the witness? How about the dude who both recorded the video <laughs> and starred in the newscast? My MVP of the whole thing. <laughs> I just like my reaction of, wait, who's this guy? Because <laughs> where did he come from? Somebody yelled, there was a fight. And <laughs> then they started going, they started having a fight back by the fryer. But I didn't get, but I didn't get a video of that one. God. That yes, dude. that is um, from start to finish. Shit house, pretty shit house. We had two very shit house things this week. All right. My other quick shit house thing, just in case the candy bar didn't land, uh-huh. was is Thunder Rosa's loud banging drums that happen. Yeah, is that shit house? Super shit house. Does Love that happen? It. it doesn't happen live, does it? Right? I don't think be so. They, they put it in post, but it's a great. I would love if, if NWA did walkout music. Mm-hmm. That would be a great thing just to play bang, which just just bang. the drums yeah it's really good it's really cool and then have her. it really stop super staccato when she like poses in the ring you know? yeah. yeah yeah man she scares me she's great love her my favorite wrestler and this is a good segment we did really good this time did we yeah what in what way <laughs> we just did well and i want to congratulate ourselves hey guess what we got a wrestling match coming up here what we did we do? watch yeah we watched so this was a uh kind of a, a special installation mm-hmm. Of part two of four. Part two of four of the series between Kazuchika Okada and Kenny the Cleaner Omega. This is their rematch at uh, Dominion in June following their first meeting at Wrestle Kingdom in January. Which, if you recall, we watched in episode one. So if you're new, go back and listen to it. Yeah, do that. Guess, Why, what are you guys doing? What the fuck are you here Get for? with it. There's only four episodes. Come on. <laughs> it's not that much of a commitment. If we were on episode 400, <laughs> I mean, That's something completely different, but by then we'd have like fans that would love it. That would, then we then we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't need to beg for listenership <laughs> because we would almost certainly have it if yeah. we have if we do 400 episodes. Yeah. That'd be a lot of editing. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I I really uh, am looking forward to this match, and I want to get right into it right now. All right, let's do it. We're going live to Osaka, Japan, to my main man Kevin Kelly on Play by Play. Oh yeah, and National Canadian Treasure, <laughs> your favorite and mine, Donald, Mister Don Callis, <laughs> Donald Callis. Take it away, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, as we approach the evening's highly anticipated main event, the Osaka Municipal Memorial Auditorium Civic Event Metropolis is treated to a beautiful PowerPoint slideshow canonizing the history of beefy muscle men that have held New Japan Pro Wrestling's most coveted title, the International Grand Prix Heavyweight Championship. Now we look at all of the guys who have held 
Is this the like the, the Oscars? Oh, Scott Norton. Are these all the champions or yeah. recently died people? Champions. Bob Sapp. Brock Lesnar. The ultimate shit horses. Everyone in the entire country of Japan now erupts in a combination of wholesome, doe-eyed support and deviant sexual desire as Kenny Omega, God's most perfect man, swaggers down the ramp with the confidence of a young Zach Morris prowling the hideous taupe and burgundy hallways of Bayside High. Yeah, Kenny's hair game here is a perfect 10. Right? It's so yeah. Final Fantasy 7. It, it, is, <laughs> it is beautiful and fluid and flowing and voluptuous. I want a mullet so bad, Mike. Me too. I'm going to do it, I think. Good. Like a, like a David Bowie type. Good. Without the flat bangs yeah but just short and then i'll do it too good then we can really live the gimmick with omega in the ring and everyone having a crush on him he is now joined by the glorious and muscular iwgp champion upon the sacred cerulean blue of the new japan pro wrestling canvas Kazuchika Okada is a vision of unparalleled manscaping excellence. His beautiful flowing robes and perfectly tapered eyebrows hijacking the adrenal glands of our captive audience, causing a fluttering sense of euphoria within the chest cavities of even the most diehard of Omega supporters. I love Okada when he gets when he's really like exasperated or he does something and it's a great release of energy um, and he makes that face where it's like he he likes he opens his mouth but he keeps his teeth clenched and he's yeah. like he's like ah yeah he's he's he's, he's got a huge he's mouth growling he looks like my friend Clayton who's I don't know what that means <laughs> what does like that mean exactly what I said I like I I discovered that when I first started watching New Japan in 2015 or whatever. Write Okada a letter. Dear Mr. Okada, <laughs> you look, you like, look my like, like my friend, friend Clayton. Clayton. Our gorgeous heroes of the grappling arts trade beautiful wrestling holds to start this championship contest. But Kenny quickly farts all over that respectful feeling out process as our Canadian Jesus is clearly thirsty to avenge his January defeat. And the blood boiling up within his veins now spurs him to action as he hoists the champion onto his shoulders with designs on ending not only Okada's title reign, but also perhaps his very life via pro wrestling's most devastating finishing maneuver, the one-winged angel. He's got him. He's got him. Oh, but our beloved champion says not so fast as he escapes that terrifying experience and responds by taking flight, soaring over the top rope like a beautiful golden-haired eagle before tucking his shiny bronze 
Birdman body into an acrobatic death roll, landing every one of his super attractive 240 pounds directly on the peak of Kenny's perfect gunmetal-tinged ponytail. Yeah. Very cool. But the challenger still possesses plenty of fight within that humongous Canadian heart of his, as evidenced by his total disregard for his own well-being as he executes a perfect top rope acai moonsault to the outside and then climbing up to the top turnbuckle nearly kicks Okada's head right off his goddamn shoulders with a missile drop kick so big and beautiful that if it's so desired, it would receive a unanimous vote from the Miss Universe judging panel each and every year that it decided to enter the pageant. <laughs> it's like being kicked by a horse. But it is not long before the Rainmaker unveils his sternum-crushing namesake, collapsing the challenger's chest with a clothesline that sends shivers down the spine of all of us that have either romantic or platonic feelings for Kenny, including the Bullet Club, who have made their way down to the ring now to check on the welfare of their boss and best friend. Mike and I are a couple of really in shape fellas. Oh yeah, we're supreme athletes. During our unemployment, all we did was work out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little Imagine insight into our personal lives. Beautiful German suplex with a bridge. It's looking very shitty for Omega now, ladies and gentlemen. He's trying desperately to break Okada's grip, but it's like trying to outswim a great white shark in the middle of the goddamn ocean. Okada buries him with another Rainmaker and then another fucking Rainmaker. Surely this spells the end for Kenny's valiant effort to capture the... Well, wait. Omega is somehow up and he is very pissed off. He's got Okada on his shoulders. Finally, yes, finally, bloody satisfaction for wrestling's most unholy Michelangelo. Okada is in the drop zone. And yes, Kenny spikes him neck first with the one-winged angel. He's got him. Oh. It's so pretty. No. Nope. Oh. <laughs> I thought he lost. Oh, my sweet Jesus God in heaven. Okada survives just barely, ladies and gentlemen. At the last possible second, he draped his beautiful booted foot over the middle rope, forcing referee Red Shoes Uno to wave off the pinfall and extending the match. Oh, look at, at like that. Oh. 2.9 <laughs> 2. 2. seconds. 2.9, yeah. I guess it would be. The Terminator has risen from the ashes of his molten grave, and Omega is in control, but Okada strikes back. 
These men, they cannot take much more of this grueling punishment, ladies and gentlemen. They're nearing the 60-minute time limit, and thank God for that, because if it did not exist, I would imagine these two near-perfect specimens of wrestling would wrestle each other all the way into the 22nd century. I just watched Terminator 2 now. You watched what? Terminator 2. For the first time? No, just oh. recently. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Well, and I, you were like, "That's aw- that movie's awesome. Also, James Cameron is a maniac. Also, why didn't Arnold remember that he lost his arm and he needed to throw that in the lava too? That is true. It's still in the gears. It's in the <laughs> gears. Omega measures Okada carefully and unloads with a devastating V-trigger and then another and another directly into the jaw of the champion. But Okada eats the knees as if they were delicious cucumber sandwiches and drives Omega skull first into the canvas with a stigmatism-inducing tornado tombstone pile driver. We're under a minute now. There's just a minute to go. Oh, God. Yes. That was better yes. than the last match. Oh, my God. The connect was perfect. All this has to be it, ladies and gentlemen. The champion crushes his opponent with what feels like his 50th fucking rainmaker. And he's crawling now to make the cover. But his body is not worth one single shit anymore. He's moving like a sloth through wet cement. He's so I'd be tired after 55 minutes of this too. I'm tired for 55 minutes of talking about it. Me too, brother. He's not gonna make it. Yes, there's the bell. Time has expired. It's a 60 minute time limit draw. Ladies and gentlemen, this feud between these two perfect, beautiful athletes is not over. This issue is not settled. Mark my words. <laughs> Welcome yeah. back. Welcome back to the shit house. Oh, yeah. Yo. <laughs> Welcome back to the shit house. We're back in the shit house. All right. So Mike and I just finished watching uh, Okada vs. Omega at Dominion Woo! something or other. The second match in the little four-match series. Yep. And ladies and gentlemen, I've never seen this match, and it ended in a time limit draw. It went 60 minutes, and no one won. Tell me how you feel about it. I'm fine with it. I know a lot of people would be pissed off about something like that, but just we just were talking about it a few seconds ago before we started recording this that, like, yeah, how can you be mad about 60 full minutes of wonderful wrestling? If you watched a boxing match that went 12 rounds or 15 rounds, depending on what when you were born, yeah, <laughs> uh, a heavyweight championship boxing match, uh, and it was, you know, Ali Frazier... And it happened to be a a draw at the end of the fight, but it was still a, a magnificent contest. Like, how could you be upset that you spent your money to see that? You if know, you were unless a lousy, you're just a lousy person. Unless you're just drinking that haterade. <laughs> you know, who needs the haterade? I'm more of a, a Pauzier. That's the Powerade version, but it's positive. You know, like maybe I guess what? I don't know. <laughs> it's late. But what? <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. I guess maybe if you were, if you really, really, really loved either Kenny or Okada, 
and they were your absolute favorite wrestler, and you were like a kid. Okay. And it ended at a time limit draw. I could see you being pissed. Yeah, because you, as a kid, you have no concept of time. So you don't equate that 60 minutes to being, you just, the ending, you're like, nope. You just know that your, your wrestler didn't win. Yes. Right? It's the same thing if you're, if you're rooting for a professional sports team or a college sports team and, uh, you're in an important game and it comes down to the wire and uh, for whatever reason either team can't score and it ends in a draw you know you'd be yeah. up, you'd be upset about that maybe uh, but if you were watching two teams that you know weren't your favorite team or whatever and it was an amazing game and it just happened to end in a draw you can't be upset about that i mean i guess you can but i don't understand why I don't know how you couldn't watch that match that we just watched, <laughs> right? Paid money to, yeah. to have to, to see that match, whether it was on pay-per-view or you bought a ticket or whatever, and you don't go home happy. I would go home happy because all that means is I get to watch them wrestle again, yeah. and, the, and the stakes are even higher. So is the next match set up because there was no winner? It's just a, another rematch? So the next match which is actually brilliant, is not a title match. The next okay. match is in the G1. So it's part of the tournament. Right. But they're, they bracketed them out correctly. They're in the same block. So is it after they go through one round? Or so the first round? the way that the G1 works is you have uh, 20 guys in the tournament, and you have 10 in the A block and 10 in the B block. And... They all wrestle each other okay. in those blocks, but they don't. A block doesn't wrestle B block. Okay, so it's like it's more like a point system. Exactly. Okay, which so, is very cool because yeah, they all get equal right. opportunity almost. Yeah, you get two points, I believe, for a win, one point for a draw, zero points for a loss, like the World Cup first round, which is like a round robin. Uh, where you play everybody in your group, that's the exact same thing with the G1. You wrestle everyone in your block, and then the person with the highest point total at the end of those 10 matches goes to the final where they meet the winner of B block. Right. And, uh, yeah, so Kenny and Okada are both in the same block of this G1 climax, mm-hmm. and so they end up wrestling, and that's, that's, the, awesome. the, that's their third match. And then the next one is a title match. The next one's a title match. Fuck yeah. The, this third match is only a 30-minute time limit match. Right, because it's, yeah. it's in the G1. Yeah. Yeah. I love how they do with tournaments like that. They're like, all right, sometimes first round, we have 20-minute 20, 20 matches. Second round, 20. Next round, 40. Final yeah. match, 60 or yeah. whatever. King of the Rings like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to get into our rating system about this. Uh, I looked up what... Uh, yeah, Meltzer what did what did David. Uncle Dave say? By the way, did you know that I was on the the fake radio with Dave Meltzer once? No, once or twice. What's the fake radio? Well, it's not really the radio. If it's a well, if it's, it's a, if radio. it's a uh, <laughs> if it's like internet radio, right? Okay, it's not really radio. You weren't over the air. Yeah. You were over the line. The the web. The web line. Yeah, yeah. but in in a former life when I was an MMA journalist, right? Uh, Dave Meltzer also covers MMA in addition yeah. to pro wrestling, uh, and he's been doing it since be, you know since it became a thing in the United mm-hmm. States. So he's super well respected in both fields, and uh, he happened to be on 
the same round table radio discussion that I happened to be on while we were discussing some upcoming UFC event. It's very cool. So yeah, that's my that's think? my that's my very minute yeah. connection. Well, to he's Dave on Meltzer. next week anyway, so we'll talk to him a little bit. That's more. right. We got to get Dave. <laughs> we've got to get Dave Meltzer on the program. This is like we're vision boarding, sort of. Yeah, we're just saying things and willing them into existence. I wonder if we could write him a letter. <clears throat> Dear Dave, would you please come over to the shit house and meet our friend? Hi, Dave. Hi. I would love Dave. Hello. Just keep starting the letter. Can't get to it. Yeah. Any, well, uh, so what do you think he rated this one? How do you think? What do you think of my friend Clayton? <laughs> what do you think of my friend Clayton? He likes to make storms. He's got the storm maker. What do I think that he rated yeah, this out of five match? Stars. Uh, I think he rated this match a six out of five. Six and a quarter, my friend. Woo! Yeah, which, okay, break your rules, buddy. Do it. Love it. It was <sighs> worth it. He does it a lot with these matches with Kenny and Okada. <laughs> he keeps breaking his own scoreboard. Yeah, man. Okay, well, let's. I don't have the scores in front of me, but we can. Uh, I can let's do it yeah. later and write them down. But we're gonna write out of our uh, uh, shit houses, flippy flops, TI eighty six calculators, Melrose places, and Chaplin's. Um, Mike, uh, this match, Okada versus Omega yeah. two, shit house rating. What is it and why? Shit house rating is a four out of five. Very hard hitting match. Uh, really appreciated the commitment of both men, you know, establishing that hard-hitting offense, selling it uh, so that I really believed that both of them <laughs> were in pain. Uh, there were also a couple of moments where shit just broke down, and Kenny was, like, both of them were exhausting. Kenny was just kneeing Okada in yeah. the face over and over and over again. Or Okada was hitting these, like, r- running drop kicks, these, like, basement yeah. drop kicks to Kenny's face. Um, the reason it's not a perfect score is again, because there was no blood. I didn't, uh, it, it did. It had that, that, that saran wrapped veneer. Okay. Um, it looked beautiful. And so even though it was hard hitting, that's why it gets a four instead of a five for me. It's too beautiful. Not too beautiful. Not sloppy in a good way. Yeah. I think I kind of agree with that. So I'll, I'm also going to give it a four. Um, I love, you you touched on the V triggers and the little little drop kicks over and over yeah. to each one, and just how it's like that they didn't have to do that fourth one or that third one or right. that fifth one, right? But they did because they really had to shit all over each other's houses. <laughs> I don't know if that's part of being shit house, but yeah, um, yeah. So and it was just yeah, it just because it went all the way time limit draw for sixty minutes. Lots of hard hits to, to tire each other out, you know? Yeah. And being tired from not really jumping a lot, they still do, of course. We'll talk about that here in a second. But yeah. more <laughs> slugging elbows or, or fists. Yeah, four. Four out of five. And I'm going to jump right to my flippy flops. Do it. I think three. Okay. I wish I remembered what I did la- the last match, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I feel like there were more high-flying stuff in this match. Maybe I feel like it's more, but it probably was about even. But maybe because it was a longer match, it felt like more. Yeah, I mean, okay, so you had Kenny, you had a top rope, Asai moonsault, you had his middle rope moonsault, mm-hmm. you had his missile drop kick off the top, which was even better looking this time. Somehow. <clears throat> yeah. He found a way. It's like, this time he actually hit him. <laughs> That's what I think. 
I don't know not, how you improve on perfection, but he yeah. did. And then, of course, you had Okada coming off the top with the elbow to the outside. On a table. Also, <laughs> the, the, the didn't break. Topic, the topic on Hilo. Yeah. Um, I guess Con Hilo is the first. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, which is when Okada or Kenny Omega landed on his tailbone really hard, and that wood ramp has made a real loud noise. Um, that was scary. Wait, that was the first match? No, he, he used it as this one. Because the ramp had writing on it. Like, you're the one that's been drinking, buddy. <laughs> well, Okada did the co- Topecon Hero. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But when uh, Kenny caught him, uh-huh. he fell oh. and just rolled just ass okay. first into the ramp. Got it. I like your hat, by the way. Thanks. It reminded me of Mario. I've had it forever. My brother got it for me, and I just I don't wear it. But now that I work in f- food food preparation, it's like, your face. yeah. And keep the hair out of the biscuits the dough yeah yeah i mean as delicious as your hair could be yeah. you don't want that so, so f- i said four yeah four three. no i said three three three, three. what uh, how about you okay i think i gave their first match two and a half on flips okay um and because of that i think i'm going to give this match a two two out of five yeah, because it was uh, relatively um, reserved as far as the f- high flying yeah. goes, and I felt like this match had. L- I think it actually had more flips mm-hmm. than the first match. Yeah, but the ones like Kenny's that golden triangle moonsault over the guardrail. Yeah, that he hit. Um. And the back body drop through the table to the outside. Yeah. Less but more impact. Less but more. Yeah. So for me, this one, even though there were more flips, um, and a little, I think there was a little more high flying in this one. I think it's a two out of five for me. Two out of five. Well, uh, oh, TI eighty six. Yeah. What about that for you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Man. Uh, four and a half out of five. For me. Interesting. On TI-86s. Interesting. It's very good. Interesting. It's v- <laughs> very good, Bo. I'm just hinting at what I might. There were a couple of things in the match uh, for me that didn't uh, make sense. Okay. That I could look at and go like, okay, well, that's pro wrestling. Um, but it isn't what I would choose to do logically in that situation. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's that's fine. It's their choice. Obviously, they're the best in the world at what they do. So yeah. who am I to criticize them? Uh, but everything that they did looked fabulous. It looked fantastic. Um, but it did just have a little bit of film of okay well this is pro wrestling yeah so which is kind of that well, kind of shit house rating as well Same yeah kind of well kind of a little bit slack is this pro wrestling um and so that's why it's not a perfect five for me yeah but beautiful match yes so i'm gonna give it a two and a half oh i think we're, ju- we're doing we're i think our how we're rating this this part of the scale we're doing it differently yeah I'm looking, when I say, think technical, I'm looking at more, uh, I think I'm just pigeonholing it as submission wrestling, which I maybe shouldn't, mm. but with that in mind, 
for at least this score. Maybe I'll change next week, but I feel it's entirely possible that yeah, it's one hundred percent possible <laughs> that my will not be consistent. actually. I, in fact, I would lay money that you would <laughs> won't even, that I won't be consistent. Yeah, you win big. Uh, but <laughs> so give I, me odds. There's a few. There's a few really good submissions in this. The one where Okada's on Kenny's back, um, where he's got his ankles hooked up, almost like a figure four kind of lock. Oh yeah. Um, Kenny's on his stomach, and then he's also doing the cross face. Um, that was the one big submission I recall. I mean, it was 60 minutes. There could have been more that I just don't remember. Mm. No, I think you're right. I yeah, think so because of that, I mean, yes, I agree with you. They're, the way they're doing the other moves is smooth. Is they, they're proficient, you know, in what they should be doing. But because I pigeonholed this calculators as more submission wrestling and those kind of technical grappling, not a lot of it, again, doesn't mean the match is bad. Mm-hmm. So two and a half for me. All right. Cool. Uh, what is the next? Melrose Place. Melrose Place. Tell that's me. A, that's a five, man. Tell me. Yeah. It's a five, obviously. I'm not, I could have made a six. But I didn't. It's a five. Good, you get some good restraint. St- stick good restraint. Um, I think it's. I just think it's. It's like I. I do know I gave the last match a four on this because I was like, I, for the reason being that it could get better. Yeah. And it did. So uh oh, next two matches we might get a seven out of five by the time we're at the end of this for me and Melrose Place. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I just love it. Um, from start to finish, uh, from from bell to bell, when when nearing the the if you'd say the third act of the match. The third of the match when the when the Bullet Club Kenny's faction comes oh out of the ring. yeah and it's just dude. chaos or like they're supporting him and all that shit and, and Cody wants to throw in the towel Cody yeah. Rhodes is out there with the <laughs> towel and Don Callis is screaming doesn't he like catches what the yeah. hell is Cody Rhodes doing <laughs> which I think also that seeds into a Melrose place of a story between the Bullet Club falling apart right as who's the leader Kenny or Cody Cody's trying to throw in the towel prematurely. And that's how we're going to get to the Golden Lovers match we eventually watch with Brian. Ah, special. <laughs> we won't say when that episode is because, yeah, we'll see it. Forethought. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it's just ex- ex- excellent out of the ring, in the ring, storytelling all around. How about you? Uh, I agree 100%. Five. Cool. For me, you, uh, it was like, I remember when we watched the first match, we were like, where could they go yeah, from here? Yeah. This they is they went another thirty this minutes. That's where they went. Unbelievable! <laughs> another sixty. We watched the first match, and we were like, "Where could they go from here?" And it's like they somehow topped it. Yeah. This second match, this rematch, lived up to the hype, delivered, and I think they put on a better match. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. Than the first one. Um, and also the fact that it ends in a time limit draw for me uh-huh. is perfect because it's like Kenny is right there and you're like, what? You're like, what? Okay. He's got to get it in the rematch, That's right? That, yeah. And but if he loses the rematch, then that takes the wind out of your sails. Yeah. Cause if you lose the rematch, the challenge, then you, then who knows when your next challenge is? Cause you've lost your rematch. You've lost two in a row to a No one lost. No one <laughs> lost. So, so that extends the feud. It's b- very good booking. And it's like, if y'all could, if, if anyone's listening and actually watched it, thank you. Cause we want y'all to do that with us. Yeah. But the end of this match, if you didn't watch it, man, it's just like, uh, the announcer says 10 seconds, so the crowd knows there's only 10 seconds left. Both guys are on the ground. 
Okada's out of pinning reach of Omega. It's like 10, 9. It gets to about 5 or 6 seconds. He's a bit closer, a bit closer. But then by the time he gets to, gets to 4 to 3 seconds, he's still like a second or two away from Omega. So there's like no possible way that if he gets there, he'll get a 3 count. Because there's not enough time. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. That's what wrestling is. <laughs> That's my invocation. Anyways, uh, so uh, 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 Chaplains, uh, take it away with your Chaplain score. Yeah, let's see. Um, wow, I didn't really think there was a lot funny about this match at all. Okay, actually, Don Callis uh-huh. brought me so much joy in this match. Yeah, listening to his commentary. Uh, also, the the Young Bucks. That's what I was gonna bring up at yeah. ringside. I forget what they said, but you can chastising find it. Red Shoes Uno. Uh, I'm challenging about, Mike to find that in the audio we recorded so it makes it into the <laughs> match audio. About, uh, about uh, Kenny going through the table <laughs> and then them trying to give Kenny a little water and yeah. Uno Red Shoes telling them, no, 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 no. No you're water, not, no You're water. not allowed. <laughs> and li- we're not going to say the line because you've already heard it. Oh. And, if, and if, you, you know, if you skipped it, what was the line? The line was, was uh, he just went through a table and you're worried about you're water. You're worried about water? <laughs> It's so indignant of them, but also they're the, correct. Oh, my God. Also, the last 10 minutes of this match, every time uh, Kenny was just, like, building momentum, building momentum. Every time he thought he was going to get over the top, bam! Yeah. Okada would hit a fucking drop yeah, kick. Yeah, another one of those drop kicks. And then Don Callis, finally the last one, he goes, God damn drop kick! <laughs> and it is fucking perfect, man. So, um, just on the strength of the... Uh, the Young Bucks and Don Callis on yeah. the mic. I'm gonna give this a one out of five. I'm gonna give it a one out of five as well. Okay, for the exact same reasons, because it's just, man, it just when the mics pick up people on the outside, and just or or, or ghetto, what he's like, go come on, Red come on, Red Mega! <laughs> it's just so good, <laughs> and it's so in, it's far away enough from the mic to where yeah. it sounds like it's in the distance, and it also sounds like they're they're really screaming that for yeah, they, real. I'm your I'm your manager. I come to you. I'm your ring yeah. support. I want you to win. Yeah, dude. It's like the camera isn't pointed at them. Yeah, they're just doing it because that's their fucking character. Yeah, I it's love so good. it. Oh, yeah. So that's the the show outside of uh, what what Mike and I think wrestling is this week. That's right. We got to um, figure out what wrestling is. Uh, so I guess, um, Mike, what is wrestling? I'm glad you asked, though. Thanks. <laughs> wrestling is finding yourself unexpectedly in the thrall of uncontrollable <laughs> laughter <laughs> with a new friend. Aww. <laughs> Because you like the same stupid thing yeah, mm-hmm. in the same stupid way, yeah, mm-hmm. and it makes your life <laughs> a little brighter. Just a smidge. A little, <laughs> just a little bit funnier Okay, and nicer. That's what wrestling is for me. Well, that just warms my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Bo, what's wrestling to you? Uh, wrestling is a uh, a uh, 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 fourth grade bow <laughs> at Roundtree Elementary in, in Allen, Texas, in nineteen something. 
Um, and the class has decided to put uh, uh, a time box. What are those called? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when you bury With it and you. A TARDIS? Uh, when you, you bury it and you dig it up. A time capsule. Time capsule in a box, though. So time box. <laughs> the school decides to put a time box. And they're like, let's put your favorite things in there. And you put some shit in there. Yeah. Uh, and the, the intention is for the school to unbury it 10, 20 years later and see what was in it. Um, then that school district paves, like, puts a puts a parking lot over that, <laughs> over where it was buried. What? So, uh, so what? you're never going to get in there. Ten but then paradise. <laughs> Put up a parking lot. <laughs> but then you, but then, twenty years later, thirty years later, you visit uh, your parents who now live back in your hometown, and you go and look at your old elementary, and you go, "Hey, that time box is under that parking lot," and you're like, <laughs> "Maybe we should get in there," but you can't because it's a parking lot. But I bet if you did, you'd open that box up and see the Macho Man card that you put in there, <laughs> and go, "That's a wrestling, baby. That's wrestling. <laughs> we did it again." How do they keep doing it? <laughs> For God's sake. Do you want to know what happened? Well, please. When you were in the middle of your invocation. Yeah. I stepped. And one of these floor panels made a noise. Uh-huh. And I flashed back to this fucking Macho Man card that I put in this time capsule. Whoa. I time traveled while you were doing Whoa. your invocation. That's, that's how, wrestling. That's how powerful you're. That's, yes. Yes. <laughs> time travel. <laughs> That's how powerful your words of friendship and your invocation were. They Whoa. warped me back to 1990s and something. Whoa. <laughs> anyway. Well, that was a fun time. I loved it. I love our rating system. I love everything about it. I hope the mic picked up that giant fall I just did into the couch. Yeah, that was like a Chevy Chase fall. <laughs> yeah. Stage fall. Yeah, it's a Pratt fall, and I'm about to drink into the mic again, but I won't. That's a real professional right there. Moved the microphone away from his mouth before drinking. That shows the evolution of me as a broadcast individual just in one single episode. You know what I would like to do right now? What? Unwrap another candy bar. I don't have one. Close to the mic. Well, maybe I can find... Oh, I've got like an ice cream bar in the fridge. Maybe the listeners would like that. Why? (laughs) Why would you think that? (laughs) Why would... Why would you possibly think that they would like that? Not every idea is going to be a winner, <laughs> Bo, you know, but I'm that guy that throws stuff against the wall and then maybe uh, three ideas out of a million happen to be, you know, like it's Tesla yeah. or it's the space shuttle or it's or it's um, pre- or it's sliced bread or it's, yeah. A transport hyperloop. I thought we were just naming off Elon Musk companies. <laughs> Elon, I'm suspicious. A flamethrower. I'm suspicious of Elon Musk. Yeah. Did you know that? No. I just, I, I, I would like, I'm not the guy for it. Like I have a journalism degree, but I would like yeah. uh, someone with a journalism degree to maybe look a little bit into Mr. Elon Musk. Don't, don't like, and you know, don't hurt his feelings or invade don't his privacy like, or anything. Ruin his day. But or just, whatever. yeah. But <laughs> ju- maybe just take a little, uh, a little bit of a closer look. Not necessarily with a telescope, right? But maybe a right. pair of binoculars, like a voyeur. Yeah, just check out when he busts his war. But like love. a vo- but like a voyeur for his like finances, <laughs> not you? not his not his corporeal form. <laughs> you missed my joke. What did you say? <laughs> what did you say? I said you could use your binoculars like a voyeur. Yeah. To watch him bust his Wardlow. Really <laughs> good God joke. Damn it. <laughs> no. Also, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard anyone call it 
pronounce it voyeur before. I think I've always heard people say voyeur. <laughs> well, I'm not as fancy. <laughs> you walk into you walk into someone's mansion and you say, "This is a nice foyer." You're not that guy that's like, "Oh, nice True. foyer." Right. Yeah. You're like, "Nice foyer," which is also a totally adequate way a to pronounce for it. For a voyeur. <laughs> Okay, everyone, <laughs> thanks for listening. Hey. This has been episode four of Tope Suicida. Yeah, we will yeah, be back yeah. next week, post-NXT War Games, no oh, doubt. yeah, I'm excited. Uh, with a review of that event, um, calculated very meticulously through our complex set of supercomputer algorithms that mm-hmm. we're going to run it through. Yep. Um, and bring you the ultimate synthesis of that event um, as well as if uh, I would, I would imagine probably at least a half dozen heart heartwarming moments for sure, one hundred percent. And hey, if you're watching War Games and you want to talk about it with us, just email me at at, at tope suicida pod at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at tope suicida pod for both accounts. And we got a Facebook too, same thing. We're everywhere posting episodes, talking to people if anyone wants to talk to us. It, you know, follow it, share it. Review the uh, show, uh, rate it, and yeah, definitely share it. Try to share it with your friends that like wrestling or don't. We don't care. Yeah, it's totally up to you. Yeah. Do whatever you feel right and like whatever's in your heart. But if you don't do it, we're not friends anymore. No, <laughs> no. not at all. I also wanted to talk about, just so we have it on recorded so we actually do it, uh, Mike and I might want to do a little special episodes uh, called something. We haven't decided on it yet where it's like a commentating track, commentating track, uh, an audio track to go alongside watching a certain wrestling match. You can hear us make jokes and uh, uh, and whatever to at our own expense or at the wrestler's expense, depending on what era we're in. And uh, you can watch along with us. That's what they're called. Watch along. Watch along. I got to it. I got to it. In the watch end. alongs or like uh, like a riff. I don't. I don't know like if I can say riff, riff tracks. Like a riff track. Or? Riff tracks because that's co- <laughs> that's. A copy, it's like Mike Nelson's copyright. I think. We don't know the name yet. The name to us is kind of a mystery. Um, there's not going to be much science behind the whole process, though. Um, yeah, but the idea is that you would be able to dial up a given match. Yeah. And it would be a new way for you to enjoy watching it because it would be like you'd be on the couch mm-hmm. in the shit house here with Bo and me in the th- in the theater. Just no longer a mystery or science, but you're in the theater. You're there. Could have been your 2999th time could have been your 3000 who's to say we'll see you next week though we will see you <laughs> next week i hope to god uh please don't netflix don't come after us i know you rebooted <laughs> this episode is an indication of our overall quality oh no they can't use it in court 